0: morning, everybody. It's December 2nd, 2021. I'm Charlie Fink with my friend, Ted Shilowitz. It's This Week in XR. And man, what a two weeks it's been. We were off last week for the Thanksgiving holiday. That was supposed to be the slow week, Ted.
1: Right. And tell me if you agree or disagree with this, that every week seems to be a new amount of fervor around what I would just refer to as the digital landscape, right? Uh, it's, It's hard to keep up. Before, yeah. before
0: we launch in, and I know there's so much to get to this morning, but I, I wanted to, you know, make sure I got in our guest at the beginning of the show, Faisal Galaria. He's the CEO at Blipper, which is one of the foremost companies in um, AR marketing and B2C. And he'll be joining us to uh, talk about their company. They've they've got a no-code platform that their clients use as a SaaS platform for AR apps and uh Yeah, he'll be a great guy to talk to. So, and you're
1: you're you're flying solo this week on that because literally in ten minutes I'm getting to. I know, I know, I know. know. Get on a plane. Development. So, so
0: Niantic raises three hundred million dollars last week. Yeah, small story. Let's let it go over the holidays, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know, it's just a just three hundred million dollars.
1: Yeah, it's amazing what's happening right now. I mean, I think the world is really starting to realize and catch up to the power of, like I said before, the digital landscape in all of these ways and all of these potential use cases and potential revenue streams and potential success stories that are waiting in the wings. It's very much like the pre-bubble days of the internet 2.0. It really
0: was, it it really is. Uh, And I think there are some aspects of this that are going to uh, be very vulnerable to any kind Mm -hmm. of a correction. Let's get to that in a minute. I just want to finish on Niantic. They've launched their Lightship platform, mm-hmm. uh, which is sort of the enabling uh, world mesh uh, to allow people to precisely geolocate content all over the world, even when they're on the other side of the globe. Right. Uh, so, so it's quite amazing. It's really you know one step beyond the services they were offering to, like Warner Brothers, uh, to do a Harry Potter game. Uh, this is something where they want to build a Unity-like platform mm-hmm. for people to make augmented reality.
1: Yeah, and when you look, you know, a generation back at the success of Google with their audaciousness of we're going to try and map the world and we're going to actually put the resources against it. Here comes the next step of that evolution, yeah. where mapping the world not doesn't just become maps and you know functional, practical use cases, but gaming and entertainment use cases and the spatial sense of wherever you are has been mapped, right? So it's... So now Now the
0: trick trick for Niantic now is to create a creator economy around it. Mm -hmm. So that instead of building on Facebook horizon, the creators say, no, I'm gonna build for mobile AR using these fantastic tools that Niantic is providing at no cost.
1: Right, right.
0: So quite, quite amazing. And our friends from Debt Reality, just to throw this in last week, and these (laughs) guys are foreign, so I'm cutting them a break not knowing uh, the U.S. holidays. Uh, But they raised $3.5 million for indoor wayfinding. Uh Uh, And, you know, that has such an application for uh, enterprises in terms of warehousing, but also in retail and the growing gamification of retail and the growing need for using their app while you're in a retail establishment. Right,
1: right. Yeah, the reliance on this this technology layer that we are all either trapped in or immersed in or find joy from or find trouble in there is no getting away from it now right charlie i mean we it's this is becoming you know it's it there's no way to describe what life before (laughs) this was anymore right
0: (laughs) so so now we get into this week Okay. Uh, and, and, of course, the two things we can't stop talking about, keep making news. The metaverse and the company formerly known as Facebook and its activities in said putative metaverse. Right.
1: And then all the subsets, which we'll get to in a minute, of the other forms of the metaverse and various companies in crypto gaming and virtual land and virtual plots of land. NFTs, I- my
0: head <laughs> is literally spinning.
1: Right. You, you you probably you probably saw our friends at Warner Brothers uh, launch their um, Matrix NFT to great a plum and apparently so much interest in it that it effectively did a crash the server moment and people. Uh, okay, so on. let's so
0: so look there was an article in the New York Times about this <laughs> virtual real estate company that's buying up land in Somnium Space, mm-hmm. land and Sandbox at a place called Upland, which mm-hmm. I didn't even know about. Yeah. And, and they're paying millions of dollars for this land. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit like the Second Life craze in 2008.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Right, where people were buying up Second Life parcels for ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah,
1: I can never get past the pets.com moment when that sold for a million dollars and everybody went crazy. And This is the modern adaptation of that. People are I, paying multiple millions of dollars for parcels. Of I just, of I,
0: I guess, look, I mean, you know, we know the guys at Decentraland and Somnium mm-hmm. Space. And uh, sandbox and so forth, and these are are talented and gutsy entrepreneurs. So I'm rooting for them. But I th- yeah. find it quite incredible if one of these places was a big winner.
1: Right. Well, and and some of the lessons learned from Second Life um, is that number one, you know, it's still a place where people go. It still has a certain degree of relevance and importance, and still people track it and <clears throat> with it, and you know, it's valuable. But when you lose the concept of what do you do in the space, right? Which is part of why Roblox has become so successful. It is in a lot of ways like Central Land, Upland, or these other instances of creating virtual land. But it is a gaming environment where you game and socialize. Minecraft is a gaming environment where you game and socialize. And just socializing without the thing to do, like you you and I like to play golf, we socialize, right? Friends of ours play tennis. They go there to socialize, but they have to do something. In the virtual world, that same metaphor exists. If you don't create the what do you do in it, you're going to have problems. 100%.
0: 100%. So Oculus has added a bunch of updates this week. Mm -hmm. Um, They have allowed something they're calling mobile mixed reality with your iPhone. So your iPhone films you while you have the headset on in VR and it's creating a composite recording sure. for playback and live streaming
1: yeah so this is the evolution of what used to be hard became a little bit easier then became you know UGC and now became consumer level, everybody can do it.
0: Well, you know, there's actually a thing at IAPA which does this. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of things. And, that
0: and it's like $40,000.
1: Yeah, there's these big green screen environments. <laughs> <functionality>. We <laughs> yeah. use it at the studio when we, you know, are involved in these types of things. But that's sort of the professional use case. And the real scale is when you get to a consumer use case, right? So now, look, you've got to give them a lot of credit for getting smarter and better at this all oh the my time God. And I mean, moving those hurdles.
0: Multi-user app sharing which totally surprised me because they make money on the duplicate app sales. Yeah. Um, you know, messenger calling, which is something they've been doing for a while, mm-hmm. uh, but apparently has been upgraded. And they are following through with their promise to make, uh, to connect your Facebook start space, your spawn space uh, into your living room. Right. Um on I mean, parts of the metaverse This is how you spend $10 billion. You know, most companies have a product roadmap with like 30 things on it. And you know that the bottom 25 things are just never going to happen.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: But at the company previously named Facebook, it actually is happening.
1: Yeah. Because they have massive amounts of resources and they realize that the more they round out this world, this universe, that overarching, you know, head guy in the in the company says. We are now a metaverse company. And then they put a huge, huge employee and resource base on solving all the little intimate problems that need to make it viable. And you just we're starting to track it and see it all the time. Okay, so we're so just getting started. So you know
0: what I see all week long is press releases where people have bent themselves into pretzels claiming to be metaverse companies. Yes. <laughs> I mean it's I feel a little bad, right? Because I changed. Uh, you know, instead of calling myself uh, in social A, uh, XR consultant, I changed it to metaverse consultant. And now it's everywhere. I'm starting to feel a little embarrassed.
1: Well, look, I mean, I think it's just the reality of, of the buzzword becoming much more important than the actuality behind it, right? So, uh, you know, there, there are groups out there reaching out for chief metaverse officers now. It's becoming- I know, I
0: know. and uh, And it's a little you know, it makes you shake your head a little bit. So uh, as you said, you know, it has that frothiness of 2,000. And it seems like uh, some of these bets, uh, particularly in crypto are paying off hugely, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, not all of these bets will pay off.
1: Right, Um, you know, then again, go back a generation ago, people started to realize that corporations that they needed a chief digital officer to deal with both their enterprise and their consumer touch points. This, you know, knock on the door of the CEO to somebody that was smart and technical saying, I think we might yeah, need a yeah, website. We're just work?
0: ending year one of the decade in which this is going to happen. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's very, very early. All the devices, even the Quest 2, are, are really, you know, first adopter devices.
1: Right. And you and I have, you know, used this time frame, the 10-year curve from 2020 to 2030. Um, is going to be a time of extraordinary dynamic change. And we're starting to see that, I think even a little bit faster than we predicted. On, well, I, on until the...
0: Apple plays its hand, I'm going to be a bit skeptical of everything. Mm. Because I just think the lands, you know, this would be like making a bet on computers before the internet. Right, right. You know, where they cost $3,000 and, you know, the people who had them really... Either were wealthy and wanted their kids to have access to CD-ROMs, or, or they were running spreadsheets for work. Yeah. So, so I mean, and that was like the world of 1990.
1: Yeah, and if you you know if you want to go all the way back into the into the annals of all this, Apple doesn't always hit it out of the park the first time. We would lovingly yeah. recall that the Lisa, right, Steve Jobs' pet project, the Lisa. Um, was you know, know tactically an error in many yeah, ways I mean, and, and, and we've talked about
0: the general magic communicator Absolutely. which was a smartphone before people had mobile phones right of course yeah so so i i i am concerned that a lot of this is is premature and frothy i i think you know you don't bet on the baseball game uh, at the top of the second inning when the score is zero to zero
1: Yeah, we just know that a lot of these things are going to fall away and a lot of these things are not going to have relevance and we have historical proof points that
0: very things I think there is no doubt here that the advantage goes to the big companies. Um, You know, they have a tremendous amount of market power today more than they have ever had in the past. Right. And so, you know, it, 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 it seems to me that it's going to unfold in the way it is really almost already unfolded where you'll have... Two or three operating systems, you know, uh, and and again, I'm talking about visual operating systems now, right? Mm -hmm. In the fourth wave of computing, there will be the equivalent of iOS and Android and probably something else. And, you know, how those things mix together is really going to determine the fate of a metaverse where everything is connected together versus many metaverses.
1: So let me let me ask this sort of sparky question to you. Do you think part of the end game for Meta used to be Facebook, now a division of Meta, the Facebook, the division of Meta, um, their end game is to actually build the third OS. Do you think that that's really what they're going? I I think that's I think
0: that's what they're I think they would like VR to be open. Mm -hmm. And I think they really, really want to own the operating system. Or AR, as I have said many times, one of the most valuable assets in computing is going to be the universal visual browser. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the new Google,
1: right, right.
0: And so, uh, is Facebook going to invent that? Is you know, uh, Apple going to invent it? Are there going to be two different, you know, systems? Microsoft also has a system they've been working on. Yeah, absolutely. So so this is far from settled. So you know, and also these VR AR devices are. You know, look, their, their Facebook is right when, or Meta is right when they say there's going to be a line of devices, mm-hmm. right? You may have the cheap little one or you may have the, you know, XTOL version, right. right, that costs, you know, thousands of dollars. So I think they're right about that. And I think there is a, a very good argument for a lot of people buying a device that does both things. You know, we, we've said many times that one of the nice things about the Unreal Light is that it comes with a snap-on lens cover so that when, when you're running an app uh, with the real world occluded, it is very much like being in virtual reality. Yeah. You know, it has the inside-out tracking and all the things that you have in the Quest. Its field of view is about half as good. But I think that that's a very, very interesting direction where the glasses the AR glasses, which maybe don't do that many things if they also did VR, m- might be extremely valuable and a fantastic form factor for VR that has not yet been tried.
1: Right, well, you bring up a really important point, right? If you think about the evolution of compute for as long as we've been alive and in it, the entire compute modern compute revolution uh, or multiple revolutions, it's always been effectively a packaging exercise for use case, right? right. So we get to the age of the mobile phone, of the smartphone, because we wanna package what used to be in a giant desktop and then after that, a laptop into something we could put in our pocket, right? And now there's a lot of discussion sort of at that kind of Tim Cook level of, are we now getting ready to repackage and re-exercise what we did with the last packaging, which was the candy bar right, into the wearable yeah. device? And how many cycles is it gonna take to get us there and who's gonna get us there. But we now see that there's billions of dollars being poured into getting us there. So putting a bet on that is probably a smart bet, you know, and it's gonna be rocky and it's gonna move through lots of different dynamics of use cases. But you and I are starting to see with all the prototype devices that we get and test that at every little piece of this repackaging, and now the packaging is let's connect it to a smartphone, but eventually the smartphone is just a chip inside that package, right? That you're wearing.
0: That's exactly right. And I think, you know, it, it's, it's funny, but the old saw is always true, which is we're overestimating the near-term and mm-hmm. underestimating the long-term. Right, exactly. So it's an exciting time to be involved in the industry. and certainly an honor to write about it and to hang out with you every week, Ted. I know funny. you've got a car waiting for you. And I to catch you. Should, I'm going to get with
1: myself, Before we leave, Yes, Can we talk sir. enough about the real estate, the digital real estate? And, and do we feel like the whole Decentraland phenomenon and the few others that are getting, we feel like we've covered that, it
0: enough? That we, we have just had the first of 5,000 discussions on this topic. Okay, good point. Good point, good so point. good point. You and I are not going to get farther in 10 minutes. Or I now.
1: just don't want to underestimate it, but you're right. All right. I'm going to head to my uh, car and right. I will uh, catch up with you next time. Travel week. safely, Ted. Thank you, Charlie.
0: I'm going to bring on Faisal now. Our guest this morning is Faisal Galeria, the CEO of Blipper. Uh, Blipper has been around since really the beginning of XR about 10 years ago. Uh, Developed some fantastic computer vision technology. They were focused on AR marketing. They had financial difficulties. They reorganized around uh, not only AR marketing, but uh, creating a SaaS platform uh, for uh, that people can use for, use for AR content creation, both individuals and businesses. So, so we'll get into all of that. Um, welcome, Faisal. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me this morning. Uh, as I told you in the green room, Ted, unfortunately, had to jump on a plane. Uh, but um, I, I will have the honor of interviewing you uh, straight up. So uh, t- tell me where you are in the world right now.
2: Uh, I'm in North, North London in a place called Highgate and it's Friday evening here here so uh, I'm working from home. That's are you guys back in the office now? We've been fully back in the office since late late August um, and finding that really really good. Uh, the team's enjoying being back back together and, and we're finding, uh, it's easier to be brilliant when we're all back together in the same office. Yes,
0: I, I think that's true, and of course, uh, it was a completely different experience if you had a family.
2: You yeah, know, I, you I had
0: kids to take care of. I don't know how people did it.
2: We, I've got uh, three three young kids, and and it was great to spend a bit bit more time time with them. Um, and, and you know, so uh, that that was that was a, uh, that was a that that was a a really interesting time. But you know, but we've got work to do at, at Blipper, as you mentioned, we're, we're a turnaround. So, um, you know, that, that means being back in the office and being fully at it and, and working together. Um, so I'm enjoying being back with the team and working cheek by jowl.
0: Um, I guess one of the two founders is still with the company, right? A,
2: a couple of the founders. So uh, Steve Spencer, uh, he's our chief creative officer and looks after our studio. Uh, Ambarish Mitra, who was the former CEO. Yes. Uh, he's he's with us and our chief product officer. Uh, and a very early uh, member of the technology team, uh, Preet and So he he's he's also with the team and, and here for the new journey.
0: Just, just to be clear, I agreed with with their strategy and their pivot to computer vision. Um, it was very, very early. I, there was a path with computer vision. Um, you know, unfortunately it also was too early. So, uh, you know, Blipper has <laughs> consistently had great ideas and execution and, uh, just mistimed the market, which is, you know, often the problem with great startups. They, you know, I mean, general magic, uh, as we all know, created the smartphone. Unfortunately, no one had a mobile phone or even an email account, <laughs> Absolutely. So there was just no way for people to comprehend the incredible value of it. Um, uh, anyway, the, uh, they, they pivoted for marketing to computer vision and created a great app that, you know, basically took your camera and allowed it to have a semantic, un- semantic understanding of the world. Uh, and it was uh, really quite complete. And the amount of you know, heavy lifting in AI that went into making it was nothing short of extraordinary. I always thought that some language learning company would pick that up. Um, But uh, again, and somebody probably will do a product like that with computer vision, but it has to be, of course, a a company that's already in the language business that would use it as a tool. And, you know, so that was the business problem with that. And I I guess one of the investors, if, if I'm telling the story correctly, got fed up. And that led to them unwinding the company, kicking said investor out, and and reorganizing. And is that when you joined them?
2: So I, I joined uh, when when the, after the company went into administration. Um, the company, uh, as you as you mentioned, um, yeah, the reorg
0: period was like th- three, three months or something.
2: That that's right. Um, and the company uh, finally went into administration in in December of. 2018 was bought out of the assets. So the brand the right, technology, right. and the IP were bought out of that, administration. Yeah, so uh,
0: Blipper was replaced by Blipper.
2: That's right. It's a fantastically well-known um, brand in, in the XR circle. So it made certainly is keep the brand. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then I joined later, later in tw- 2019. And when uh, they
0: did the reorg, as I recall, they were talking Blipper Builder or Blip. Builder then right that they had developed a platform and so this was sort of the 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 third at bat for the company so to speak.
2: That's right. So, so Blip Builder um, back back then was was conceived of as a as a way for everybody um, you know from from a schoolchild and a and a school teacher to your high end creative uh, and developer to be able to to build. A.R. experiences really easily using a, a drag and drop no code platform and that that means that, that everybody can create uh, compelling A.R. experiences, you can Im- import 3D objects in into the into the interface and and drag and drop like you. Now not. you
0: can now you can um, do everything in Web so there's no app download that was such a huge obstacle back in the day.
2: Absolutely. So there's 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 no uh, there's no app download required for consumption. So we right. we, we can, you can actually um, see everything in the mobile browser, but even the content creation tools are web based and super light as as well. So if you want to create your own experience and publish that to TikTok or Facebook or, or WeChat, you can build all of that in Blit Builder or in our content our professional content creation tool. Where they are SDK, which allows scripting as, as well. well, and you can publish everywhere.
0: There's there's no question that you're fishing where the fish are. Um, all you have to do is is look at your competitors in this category, um, you know, because that's that's where the money is in these B 2 B to C um, business models, uh, where you provide the tools, and you know that is super scalable as a business. Uh, yes. It, it's, just, it's just, you know, the challenge of, of, as you said, you know, leveraging a very well-known and very well-liked brand uh, inside the industry. And certainly the amount of experience the guys have accumulated in AR is uh, substantial and uh, probably they are the most knowledgeable. I know I have learned from Rish, uh, you know, and, and others, of course, in this huge industry uh, so much, uh, you know, just by being able to interview him and follow follow the story Um, but you have a great story also I was looking at your bio can we talk about that just for a few minutes I don't want to take the focus off of blipper too much but you know you um, you have uh, you know you were head of global business development for Spotify that's a huge job Um, so I'd love to hear hear more about that I mean you know most people are going to listen to this podcast on Spotify
2: you know it's it was a a huge honor to be part of Daniel uh, early team at spot at, at, at Spotify and and roll out had the responsibility of rolling out uh, Spotify to multiple markets including the United States um, it was uh, you know getting it getting it right and working with the music labels was uh, uh, was extraordinarily tough um, yes. you know, Apple was a was a huge competitor yes um, but it we still is. Uh, it still is. It still is. I think Spotify is. No, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I look. I look at what we've done at, at, at Spotify and think. You know, we. that you know, whilst there's still a lot to do, we have. Yeah. You know, oh. Largely won that. Won that space. Um, mm-hmm. And now Spotify is in. You know. Um. Almost. You know. Well, all over the all over the world, not just in the seven or eight markets. And uh, you, sure. I mean you.
0: You, I think, got good preparation for that by by being at Skype at a very p- pivotal
2: time. Also, yeah, I was very, I was very, very lucky to 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 uh, to be introduced to Nicholas Stenström and and Janus Freese, the two founders, when I was a regulator at at Ofcom, um, and uh, in in deciding how the UK should regulate voice over IP. Um, mm. We, we made a decision not to regulate voice over IP, and, and Nicholas Stenstrom thought that was a good idea um, and uh, offered me a job to join uh, Skype as uh, doing business development in, it, in it initially. Um, and so I was all over the world, everywhere, from uh, working with MySpace in the United States to, to figuring out how to launch in China. So, um,
0: I mean, a guy with your experience sort of gets to pick The next thing at this stage of your career. Um, So, why Blipper? Those are some, I mean, those, the companies you were with certainly were startups at one time. Yeah. Um, But, but probably never as small as Blipper in terms of where you're starting from in a turnaround.
2: I I was, I was lucky to be able to join at least Skype very, very early. So, it's probably about the same, about the same time. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, yeah, I got very, very lucky there. And look, you know, looking back at Skype and, 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 and Spotify, you see there's some predictable patterns. Um, mm. You need a great team. You need great technology. And when I looked at, at you know, the, the team at, at, at Skype, at, sorry, at, at, at Blitka, it reminded me so much of early Skype and early Spotify. The technology was c- cutting edge. The team so experienced, as, as you said but the timing is also you know, is 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 what mi- what was missing last time uh, well
0: uh, as we said yeah I, I mean you have to not just have all those things but you have to you know uh, be in the right place at the right time when the market develops uh, yeah how fast is the market developing you think
2: you know it's for, for us we're seeing you know we're we're largely a content creation platform that allows third parties to build a- augmented reality. So whether that's uh, brand new users without any ex- without any experience, or uh, or experienced developers who, who who can script and build AR, um, and we're seeing uh, new users who are who are uh, coming to the platform. We're we're adding. Uh, thousands of users to the Blip Builder platform, the, the no-code platform, on a on a week, weekly basis, and, seeing, and then published tens of thousands of AR experiences. Um, so, and this is you know the growth over the last year has been. You know, we're we we're, we're looking at it, and it's you know, up up and to the right, and it's uh, it, it looks as I said, it looks very much like early Skype or early Spotify, where the ecosystem is coming together. To allow this kind of takeoff takeoff trajectory
0: um that's that's really exciting it's great to hear uh and not surprising really that during the pandemic you know people's need to communicate digitally went up so it wasn't just people playing games it was also people playing and discovering i should say new tools
2: and creating um you know there's a lot of discussion at the moment about the creator economy yes um, we've got a we've got a well, and let's not go down from
0: the M rabbit hole. <laughs> I appreciated you not using the M word for the 20 minutes we've been speaking. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's hard to get away from.
2: It, it, it is, it is. Um, you no, know, it's, we, we, we take the approach that augmented reality XR, te- XR technologies are something that's happening right here, right now. We can see it, you can build it. Brands are using it, agencies are building AR experiences for education, for healthcare, mm-hmm. for product launches. It's, it's something real. And, and right now, you know, the, the M word is something that I'm sure we'll all figure out over the year, years to come. Um, but you know, right now there's a real augmented reality XR business uh, that's being created yep. and, and that's what we're focused on.
0: This is, this is gonna be an incredible technology and tech. Really, really excited for the next three years, and we can kind of see the shape of that. But when you go out, you know, seven, eight years now, things get really kind of crazy. I'm very excited that Apple is going to play its hand this decade. Uh, And so we'll see what they come up with. Of course, you know, I think the company formerly known as Facebook really is dumping $10 billion a year. And, you know, they're, you know, releasing upgrades you know, really every couple of weeks, it's quite extraordinary, but I I guess that's what 10, where $10 billion will get
2: you. It's a fantastic time to be part of this, this industry. And, and, you know, we're, we're hoping to occupy the the zone of being a content creation tool. So whilst, whilst, you know, whilst you're getting a lot of investment and a lot of tools created, you know, whether it's Facebook Spark or whether it's, Uh, at TikTok branded effects or or Snapchat lens. What we're trying to do is build a platform to allow creators to publish everywhere to all of those, all of those, all of those platforms. Right. Because our people that talk to us, creators say, you know, they want to build once and and publish. So if you're,
0: so if you're nurturing a builder community on Blipper, um, are you providing community tools like a, Discord channel and how-to videos and, um, you know, uh, little modules, templates, do you have all that integrated into Blipper or is that a roadmap?
2: Um, so that's a great question. Actually, um, if, if if people listening want to apply where we actually, building, uh, actually have uh, open recs for community development managers, uh, we do have a Slack channel and we do have, have a number of folks uh, on the team who are uh, responsible for, for community and engagement, but it's as 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 you pointed out, building this community is going to require us to lean in, and we are actually hiring yeah, for those, those roles. Right that now.
0: would be a, a great addition. I'd love to see sort of the library of you know people's creation, and uh, you know have the you know scale of what you're doing start to unfold.
2: Absolutely, we'd love to love to share it. We would love to have that curated on on the site, and that's um, and that's you know why we're going to hire and build out this this community management team.
0: And um, another question, volumetric. Yeah. Um, so people would upload volumetric assets and then use them in Blipper Builder, right? Can I also get Sketchfab and all, all the
2: other? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, the, the idea is there are going to be um, asset creation uh, and asset management to, tools. Uh, yes. we're, not in, we're not playing necessarily in, in, that, in that space. There are some great companies that do that. In the, yeah, the Sketchfab, especially
0: now that it's backed by, you know, Epic Games, should, you know, continue to, you know, they're everywhere.
2: They Absolutely. Did, they
0: did a great job being a friend to all and a threat to none.
2: And yeah, and whether it's Sketchfab, Fab, or or Figma, or you or, or others.
0: Oh yeah, TurboSquid. I mean, there are lots, lots of other libraries out
2: there. Yeah. yeah. We want to play friendly with the ecosystem and allow all of them uh, to be able to 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 take your content from wherever you choose to to ha- to to buy it or or house it and import that as a 3D asset into BlitBuilder Builder and and where they are SDK. What we're doing is allowing those assets to be turned into AR experiences and that's who yes, said exactly. that we have so um
0: well I hope uh visiting us this morning is going to give you uh, uh, a few more users uh but uh, it was great chatting with you and learning where Blipper is and uh even though um and and getting to know you I, as I said I know uh Rish uh pretty well just from writing about uh Blipper and I hope to keep writing about Blipper and uh helping get the word out so thanks for coming on the show
2: lovely to be here thanks and have a good weekend
0: all right thank you very much